1: If you like this podcast, why would you? <laughs> if you like this podcast, check out Reasonable Doubt every Saturday at Podcast One. World-renowned criminal defense lawyer Mark Garrigus reveals the latest in our nation's most high-profile legal cases with podcast king Adam Carolla and examines how changes in the legal system affect you. Check out Reasonable Doubt at Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. And remember to rate and review.
2: They say these podcasters have funny names.
1: Funny names? You're the manager of the team, right?
0: Brothers and sisters, welcome to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly here with Reddy Rich at Show Creator Studios. And today, Penn did stuff with cake. <laughs> Not only did he do stuff with cake, he did it in front of television cameras. Now we're operating live, and he did something with cake that he can or maybe can't talk about. Here is Pitch the Love,
1: Penn Jillette. Beautiful. That was really beautiful. That's the best one I've ever done. Yeah, it's really nice. Really nice. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, I, uh, we went to a Magic Castle, and we were doing a reality show. And the reality show is a competition uh, of cake bakers. Ah. And fortunately, I was not the cake baker. I'm not the cake baker or the cake baker's son, but I'll bake the cakes till the cake baker comes. Which was something my dad used to say with the fig picker. Whoa. I'm not the fig picker or the fig picker's son, but I'll pick the figs till the fig picker comes. Wow. Yeah, that was the little thing he used to say. Because you could sometimes end up saying things that were embarrassing to you. Are those uh, things, did they annoy you as a child and now you love doing them as an adult? They did not annoy me as a child. I liked them. Uh, my dad would do that one. Go ahead, do it. I'm not the fig picker. I'm not the fig Picker. Or the fig picker's son. Or the fig picker's son. But I'll pick the figs till but, the fig pick him. But I'll pick the figs till the fig pick come <laughs> Right. And my mother used to say, which was so salacious yeah. when I was a child, I went to the damn man to get some damn water. And the damn man said I couldn't have no damn water. So I told the damn man to keep his damn water. Nice. That was, ooh. Salacious. Damn. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. So. I get called up with this woman who I, I should know her name, and I do know her name, but I'm not going to say it, um, who uh, booked me on uh, Rachel V. Guy. Uh, she's a producer. And they had me talk about this cake competition. It was originally going to be Penn is going to do the cake competition by himself. Now, I was very thrilled because I found out that it wasn't going to be a um, uh, me baking the cake. It yeah. going to be me judging the cake.
0: otherwise, I got to then... tell
1: you, on a reality show— You want to be the judge, okay? You don't want to be the contestant. I'll also tell you on a medical show, you want to be the patient, not the doctor.
0: Good. This is good. Because when you're
1: going to be the doctor, you're going to have to learn really hard lines. Yeah. You're the patient. It's going to be like, well, you know, I love my daughter. (laughs) All words you can easily say. Yeah. Whereas, whether you're a doctor, you say- Oh man, I love my daughter. Oh no. (laughs) Um. So the magic theme is how you got involved uh we were going to we were going to do, uh, that's the other thing she calls up and she says you know when we decided to do a magic theme for one of the cake baking the first person that popped into our head was you and i said well thank you but roy got his head bit off by a tiger copperfield won't do it chris angel can't put two words together and david blaine's out of town <laughs> So, I mean, how, how flattered am I exactly? <laughs> I mean, yes, I'm the first person Whatever. you thought
0: of. Matt King was sitting next to his phone hoping you were going to say no. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> of you, Mac, and Piff, <laughs> you're the one we thought of first. Um, so uh, so we talked on the phone, had a great time. You know, what do you want out of a cake? Well, stripper, (laughs) that's what you want to come out of a cake. But I said, you know, certain stuff. uh, And then they said, no, 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 you understand. You're talking about the taste of the cake. We don't care about that that much. It's a sculpture thing. We're going to do a sculpture cake.
0: This is right up your reality show uh, theory alley here. Mm -hmm.
1: So I said to them, I said, uh, I have a few uh, rider points for this that are non-negotiable. Whoa. I said, uh, if I'm going on a cake show, I want cake batter. And they said, well, you won't be there when it's being cooked, baked. I said, well, I still want cake batter. They said, well, there won't be any cake batter around. I said, well, you can find me cake batter. Or you can find someone else to do your show. Get Chris Angel to do the show. <laughs> i cake batter too. <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, we'll have, uh, I want cake batter and I want buttercream frosting. My wife, as wonderful as she is, Uh-oh. she likes that sugar frosting mm-hmm. that I do not like. See, my wife likes sugar and I like fat. There you go. That. So there are things that please both of us. <laughs> Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> but uh, frosting, she gets cakes for the children and stuff. And they, have the, they don't have the... I want my frosting to be greasy. I want greasy frosting, mm-hmm. right? You want yeah. to have a slime to it. That's a good thing. So I said, those are non She said, well, we won't That be was putting- your clown name at <laughs> Ringling, wasn't yeah, it? it was a- <laughs> <laughs> Gre- greasy frosting. Everybody, please welcome greasy frosting. Pad drop. <laughs> good night. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, she said, well, it'll be all fondant. And I said, I-, I hate fondant. Yeah. And she said, of course, everybody hates fondant. <laughs> I mean, th- this is the weird thing about cakes. Yeah, There's a lot of weird things about cakes. And believe me, I thought about them. topiaries. You know, the show always comes back to topiaries. Sure. If you get a wire frame inside your topiary, it's not a topiary that I care about. If I go to Legoland, I want the Lego sculptures to be Lego all the way through. Yeah. It also seems like they have this weird arbitrary rule that when you're making cakes, everything needs to be edible but not good. When they're judging the cake, I go, wow, is this is this chocolate? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's food grade. That's all edible. I go, wow. He, and I go to reach for him, He goes, it's not good. Hmm. He won't like it. But it's all food grade. I go, oh, okay. Uh, it just seems like it's an arbitrary rule. It's like putting a frame. Yeah. You know, make it good. Yeah. Boy, this cake is delicious. And oh, look at that. It looks like a giant strawberry. And also It like, looks like a lumberjack. And it tastes good. There has to be someone out there who knows how to make good food. Fondant, right? No, because fondant, they're trying to. Is, am I saying the word right? I think so. Okay, uh, they're trying to make it a sculpture. It's it's like we we'll, we're going to make modeling clay edible. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're going to make modeling clay tasty.
0: So we're thinking about the wrong way. Yeah,
1: like I'm thinking about
0: how we make cakes elaborate. I like cakes. Right. That's where I'm starting from. Mm-hmm. That's the mistake. Mistake. Big mistake. You're saying, how do I make Clay
1: sculptures remotely edible. Mm-hmm. Aha! Reality show. Yes, got it. Yeah. How do you make clay sculptures that are, yeah. uh, by the letter of the law, edible, but not tasty? So the 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 the, the gig is okay. That I, uh, Teller and I go to the, say we're having a party at the Magic Castle for our friends, mm-hmm. and our friends, like in real life, are hired, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and we would like a cake, but. Here's what we're going to do to tell you what we like for cake. Okay, okay? we want a cake that is not cliché, that is not this, that has real surprise in it, that shows magic. Da, da. And then they're going to run off and bake cakes and come back. And there's two judges who are professional cake judges. That's their job. And then us joining in as celebrity helpful theme judges. Theme judges. So we're going to do. And we do a few magic tricks too. So, so she says to me on the phone, no, there's not going to be cake batter, and we don't have butter frosting. I go, well, there won't be Penn Jillette, then. Simple. This is the first time I've ever put my foot down in a gig. Someone yeah. on Twitter said, "When someone, do you answer the phone with yes, I will? <laughs> I will go to the opening of an envelope. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do anything. Yeah. It's my job. There's no show I won't do. But this time I decide, you know, if John Travolta can get a Gulfstream plane yeah. for doing a movie, I should be able to get cake batter and a butter frosting,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, is this that? that scalability is equal. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, exactly. That's
1: the peak of your powers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I had the power to do this, yeah. but I think I had the friendship to do it. Ah. And she went, oh, okay, Ben, we'll get you cake batter and, and uh, buttercream frosting. I said, you better. I think you're starting
0: a very important tradition. If you're going to bring me over for cake, and it is a cake sculpture, uh-huh. you should absolutely make sure there's also delicious things to eat. Yeah, while I admire your craft. I also intro.
1: have a rule on rare and appropriate, yeah. which is if I'm working, yeah. I can eat anything. <laughs> so, by the way, on that day, yeah. I also had, you know, French fries, <laughs> even though <laughs> it wasn't not part on of camera. The show. Not part of the show, but that's part of the rule. Once the floodgates are open, we eat anything that comes near me, okay? <laughs> the challenge for you guys today is to make a prime rib cake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want a prime rib. Although I'll tell you, uh, no, all my know. desire for meat has gone away. But boy, fries, which are terrible for you, yeah, still do like them fries. So,
0: so, so the oily, savory
1: stuff. I like oil savory still. I, yeah. can't, I can't get rid of that. But anyway, so we go there. Right. Cancel the prime rib cake. Okay. okay. I don't want the prime rib cake. And uh, so I do, and I realize after this, I realize after I say this, that, uh, you know, Morgan Freeman, going through his trouble, I realize you're not supposed to say anything sexual on a set, even if it's not, even if it's... If, even if it's meant to make everyone laugh completely. So this is a woman I've known for 10 years, worked on shows with, we're friends, and I make her laugh a lot with this, but I realize afterwards, so I, she, I, she says to me, she says to me, I said, do you have my cake batter and my uh, buttercream frosting? She says, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got one more shot to do, then we'll give it to you. And I go, listen, I know this game. I know that once I do that final shot, I've got no power over you. So, you know, we can do all this foreplay, but you don't get to fuck me until I have my cake batter and my buttercream frosting. And she says, "We'll just run the shot up and get it right to your dressing room. I go, no, 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 no. I know this game. It's been played on other people. It's been played on me. You're going to fuck me and then leave me without cake batter. I know you. (laughs) I just know you. I will not go on to that set. Until I get my cake batter and my frosting. And she says to one of the people there, listen, I, I want to fuck them. Let's get the cake batter. <laughs> and, okay, so that's the way thats the way adults would do a little joke. Yes. Sad. But I realized afterwards that if someone overheard that and was offended by that, I could now get in trouble. So I guess i got to be more careful. Anyway, we're having a good time. And then I realize that although she knows I'm having fun, she also thinks that I'm actually going to do that. So I have to say to her, no, no, I'll, I'll do the shot now and then go back. And get the... I was just having fun. She goes, oh, really? And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I run downstairs and smash my head open and fall back down. <laughs> so this all ties together. It all ties together. So.
0: If this is your first episode of Penn Sunday School, you have to listen to the last one to know that the sequence of events of Penn hitting his head happened also on this show. Yeah,
1: in the basement of the Magic Castle. Yes. I I was was knocked out. By the magic castle. Oh, knocked out, baby. So they have the cake and the cake judges. So, uh, we so ha- the cakes have to do tricks. Yeah. Well, I can't talk about that. Okay. Just kidding. Yes. yes. So we go to do this is another thing. This made Teller laugh a lot. So, the, the, the one of the judges, the host, says to me, This has been such a hard, hard judging season. This has been so difficult for us. And I said, yeah, I was just talking to some coal miners in West Virginia, and they were telling me the sympathy they have for how hard your fucking job is. <laughs> <laughs> and Teller, of course, laughs really hard. And uh, uh, of course, I say, we'll pick it up from. <laughs> And then I go, yes, 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 I can understand that Because he's some wonderful bakers Two
0: guys sitting in the mine covered in dirt be like, at least we're not judging cakes
1: Oh, uh, You see this season? It's oh, tough Oh man, I don't know what, you, <laughs> what <you're talking> <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank holy Jesus <laughs> That red velvet challenge was something oh, else. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know how they did it. If I had to get up in the morning and judge a cake, I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> um, so so then um, we did that. We went around and went, whoa, that's that's uh, really something. That's something you do with that. And the, and the cakes were amazing, by the way. And then I say to tell her, which I've said before, if you'd have told me in 1990, you know, Penn, in the next century... Most of TV will be watching other people work. <laughs> I'd say, well, what do you mean work? And they'd say, work, do jobs. And I'd say, like, what kind of – say, like, be police. And I'd go, okay, be police. That's no- Put up drywall. What? <laughs> what? There'll be a show on TV where you see people installing drywall. Yeah. Really? I mean, i got guys live installing drywall. Yeah. I don't go see them.
0: No. And that, what's going to really blow your mind is if people want to increase the value of their home – that's going to take over everything. That's that's easily twenty four seven. And you're like, you know, you watch TVs now, and you think you're going to see like CNN. Yeah. That's gone. <laughs> people possibly increasing the value of their house is going to be up there.
1: Now. Yeah, and also people selling shit. Yeah. Oh, I got a rocking chair that Abe Lincoln looked at. What's that worth? You think? <laughs> Here's a seat the Siamese twins sat in. How much? <laughs> oh look, this guy he found a document in his attic. Now he made thirty thousand dollars. Woo hoo! We'll be back after this, <laughs> and then the ad is for want to see people put up drywall. Tune in next week. So this show they're watching big cakes. They then say, which is wonderful. We've got a we've got a group of a dozen of our paid friends. Yeah. we've never met before. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they said to me, do you want to bring your real friends in for the cake show? I said, you don't want to put my real friends on camera. <laughs> I said, my real friends are not not telegenic and uh, n- not pleasant. <laughs> the people that I love dearly in L.A., you don't want to invite in. And they go, no, no, really, they're welcome. I go, no, no, really, they're not. <laughs> Get people that you will look like you want them to look and will be compliant. Because my friends are neither good-looking nor compliant. <laughs> I said, you know, uh, when I go to LA, I hang out. You know how I hang out. I hang out with yeah. the Stooges. Yeah. Same three guys all the time. Yeah. Would you want them on a cake show? No. If you think Penn hates Fondant. <laughs> These are guys who um, the allure of being on TV escapes them. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Especially so, like sitting around knowing they're going to do multiple shots, sitting all day waiting for cake that may or may not come that they may or may not like.
1: So. What this leads to, of course, is a little later, me with two Tupperware containers with white gunk in them, different consistencies of white gunk, but not by much, and different shades of white, trying to eat cake batter with a fork. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to chase smoke rings in the wind. (laughs) I mean... um, I'm eating. I'm trying to get it going and just like uh, uh, trying to get some cake batter in. And also, it's vanilla cake batter. I didn't think I had to st- stipulate it was going to be chocolate cake batter. Uh, Whoa. cake batter. You almost hit <laughs> your head. You <laughs> almost slapped your the head studio. with a microphone. <laughs> I didn't think I had to stipulate. You're trying to kill yourself. Make it, uh, make it good cake batter. Yeah. What they did was they went out to, you know, 7-Eleven, and they got Dunkin' Nines or something, Yeah, which is good, yeah, yeah. and they dump it in, mix it up, and probably took some salmonella eggs, put them in there, <laughs> um, and um, I'm eating the cake batter. And I also look over at Zeke, and I'm eating the cake batter with a fork, which means it's running down my chin, and I say to Zeke, who works with us, I say, uh, want some? And he goes, no thanks. <laughs> and I realized at that moment that the vision... Of me eating runny cake batter with a fork (laughs) and cake batter in my beard is disgusting even to a Penn & Teller crew member. (laughs) And then I go to the fork with the other Tupperware container and it's buttercream frosting. Also, not not chocolate. No. In a Tupperware container. So I eat a little bit of that. But anyway, so Teller and I are sitting in front of our uh, imaginary friends. or our paid friends. Okay? And the woman on stage says, okay, we need a shot. Of you reacting to the cakes. They'll be coming out soon, but right now we need a shot, ooze and ahs of you being very (laughs) impressed with this cake. And I say, uh, if you ever needed more proof of the decadence and dissolving of American culture and morality, paid people applauding for imaginary cakes (laughs) is all you need. This is the end of our culture and our society. Let's do a good take, people. And Teller, when I say people applauding for imaginary cakes for money, Teller is hysterical. <laughs> Teller says it was worth coming in here all day to um, to see, to hear you say that. Because we're looking at a completely empty stage. And we are reacting to imaginary cake. Oh. Ooh. Ah. So, and then I left with a concussion and cake batter in my beard. <laughs> that was my that was my trip.
0: Now, do you have like a concussion protocol like athletes have? Like, do you have to let's say have a show for
1: twenty four hours? Do You have a doctor come over and take a look at you? No, I just ate cake batter with a fork. Okay, I think if you have you're eating cake batter with a fork, yeah. uh, you've been diagnosed as a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> We were applauding for imaginary cake. That's a weird thing. I day. mean, it's bad enough to, app- to applaud for cake. Yeah. But imaginary cake. I want you to imagine there's a cake here. And we're, I mean, if we're going to imagine, why don't they say, why don't you guys imagine that Hendrix just came out and he's doing a solo for you? Why don't they... are going to lie a little <laughs> bit, why not lie a lot?
0: And once you see that, like, once you're part of one of those things, yeah. those those kind of reality environments... Isn't that all you see? Or you don't watch TV anyway. No. But if, if, I I used, read. if I watch television and I, one of those shows is on, all I see is the cuts. All I see is like, oh, I bet they picked it up second. I bet they picked it up later. I yeah, bet they yeah. did this here. I bet you did this in order. Yeah. All I see is just the, 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 the construction.
1: When I, when, when I went through a period of watching Law and Order, I would watch nothing but the background extra Because <laughs> the background people kill me. Whether they're good or bad or indifferent, I love them all. Because these are the people, the only people on the set who aren't jaded, right? Yeah. They're the only people who are happy to be walking on TV. They're enthused, yeah. Yeah. They want to nail it. I I walk down the sidewalk. Okay, we're going to walk down the sidewalk. Crushing it. You know, turtle heads in front eating a hot dog and talking about how he's going to get him off, you know. Yeah. We'll we'll prosecute him. (laughs) Persecute him, too. We'll prosecute him. I'm just going to walk by without, you know, he's eating a hot dog, I'm walking by. Yeah. Ah. That's great. And now it's too close. Am I going to walk by at the same time? Yeah. That guy. I like those guys. You got to wipe the
0: bar with a rag. <laughs> got to look at the bottles. Got to straighten them out. Mm-hmm. Labels out. We got
1: to talk to each other without saying anything. <laughs> you know, talking about extras. And we did Penn and Teller Get Killed. Yeah. Uh, one of our, my many failed movies. We had a scene in a Mexican restaurant. Okay. With me and the, uh, it was my big scene in the rest- restaurant talking. And um, we had extras behind us. And my mom and dad came to the set to meet Arthur Penn. And uh, 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 to also, I guess, to see me in a movie. I guess sure, it sure, also sure. part of it. Right the track. And uh, Arthur Penn very kindly said, would, would your mom and dad like to be extras in one of the scenes? So my mom and dad are behind me, extras uh, in the scene, while I'm doing this, this big scene. And um, my dad and I are kind of sort of three-quarter back-to-back. He can't see me and I can't see him. My mom can see me do the scene, but my dad's kind of turned to the back. And he and my mom are pretending to talk, okay, while I'm doing my big scene. And after we shot it, Arthur Penn came in the next day and said, you've got to see the dailies. You've got to see the dailies. (laughs) Because um, I can't see my father and he can't see me. And there's no discussion. And they start the scene, and my dad and I completely choreographed, move the fork to the center of the napkin, adjust the napkin, push the plate a little bit ahead, and move our water glass to one side. <laughs> exactly the same, right together, like we rehearsed it. It's just, Arthur said, it was like the creepiest thing he'd ever seen. He's just got to move those things around. So we're there, uh, we're there applauding cake. Yeah. And so then uh, I finish and I do this. This is, the, uh, this is the logic that the monkey fat brain wants to use. Yes. The monkey fat brain goes, ooh, I've had all that cake batter and buttercream frosting, I better have something salty and greasy, and <laughs> my stomach's not going to be right for the show tonight. It's so, that there are two food groups. Yeah. Just sweet and salt. And they it's have to no. be completely balanced. I don't say, oh, I it's just better better. I better go have some broccoli. Yeah, <laughs> some steamed broccoli and brown rice. I better have that now. Right. No, it's not that. So we go to this, like, you know, witch witch sandwich shop, mm-hmm. and I have their vegan special. Which, as far as I can tell, is you know, olive oil uh, drenching sugar sponge, yeah. oil sponge, oil sponge, yeah. And I, I have that and potato chips, yeah. So feel terrible the rest of the day after that. Yeah, but it was fun to do the. It was fun to do the uh, the cake show.
0: My favorite uh, activity as an extra was uh, General Hospital. I used to do extra work on mm-hmm. that all the time, and you weren't allowed. You'd play pool in the bar, and so if I ever had facial hair, I could only do extra work in the in the pool area in the uh, bar area. Yeah. Oh, because you're going to be a doctor? Yeah, yeah. Especially for daytime TV. Hmm. And uh, so, you weren't allowed to hit another ball or sink a shot because it would make noise and oftentimes create like a second take. And oftentimes with soap operas, they do like two takes max. Yeah. You know. So you have to sit there and just push a ball, and like find a trajectory for it where it would avoid other balls and not go in. This
1: there should be a there should be a game <laughs> called was... extra pool. And I was there with a
0: friend who's, who's since going on to do some pretty, pretty big stuff, but he was just, doing, he just moved to LA from New York and he was doing extra work with me and he didn't Mike know, Mike Pence. <laughs> it was Mike Pence. <laughs> we didn't know the rules. Uh, he didn't know the rules of, of, uh, of, of, general hospital pool, of extra pool. <laughs> and so he's, he's doing, we're, we're fake talking to one another and gestures. It's my shot. I line up. I just take a nice, like real dedicated look into do a ball and hit it to nowhere. And he sees this and he, he thinks it's the funniest thing he's ever seen. And he cannot, he looks at me and we both have like, oh no, don't get kicked out of classroom like laughter face on our face, which is the best, best. and worst. Yeah. You know, and we really don't want to ruin it, but we are really just want to laugh so hard. And I can't – I can't. I got to wait for them to finish the take before this dramatic dialogue happening over our shoulder before I can explain to him that you have to do it this way. And he has no idea. And it, it was so wonderful to know that, that he had no clue. It was so fun.
1: Well, you know, um, I have talked to Teller so much about how could we get it so the audience had that feeling, oh. that feeling of not supposed to laugh and then being able to explode into laughter. Because there's no time. I mean – People ask me, do you miss anything about church? Yeah. Yes. I miss. Oh, like yes. Like the minister doing something wicked funny yeah. when I was like eight and not being able to laugh. It's just. Yeah. Oh, such a good feeling. Such Man. a good feeling.
0: I, mean, that's the thing is, I remember my brothers, like my two older brothers would like lean over and whisper in each other's ear during mm-hmm. a sermon and they would get it going. And just being so jealous that I wasn't included. Uh, And then eventually getting old enough that I was included. uh, And then, oh, that was fun. And then my dad was like, you can't take us to church.
1: (laughs) But if you could get Uh, that feeling in a show... I mean, if there was a show that you could really convince people wasn't a comedy. No. You know, like get De Niro and Pacino. Yeah. And have something... People knew they couldn't laugh. But something really, really funny. It would be a a great... (laughs) So uh, we were... Uh, it's a backbell. Uh, uh,
0: we were. Uh, I was doing the. We're, I was doing shows with Piff in Chicago uh-huh. last night. How would they go? Uh, uh, they went. They went very well. Uh, la- last night, last show. The last show of the weekend. Uh, uh, oh, first of all, thank you. A lot of people from the congregation came out. Good. Just congregation members came out. Good. Awesome. Good. You know, Piff does a trick. We'll select. He, he goes to find girls in the wants One of them become a princess. Yeah. Right. And he gets their name and their occupation. Right. So this girl stands up. She wants to be a princess. Do you have an occupation? Well, no, I don't. I don't really. I don't. I'm not working right now, or whatever. And like, jovially, I have to express this enough, her friend, jovially, yells like, she has cancer! <laughs> <laughs> Across the whole comedy club. There's like 300 people in this comedy club in Chicago. And and it was like, oh my god, this is the worst thing in the comedy club. Now everyone has to just deal with this girl. And then <laughs> P- P- Piff was just like, Everyone here paid money to see a comedy show, and now how are they going to see one now that you've said that? <laughs> Which is the funniest thing to say? Yeah, he just blames her, and the crowd erupts. But of course, he had to grab. You can't be like, all right, well, hold on, let's see. What do you do over here? Yeah. You know. So we had to get her up on stage or whatever. Uh, she, you know, she, she ended up being okay, but it was still like she's with her friends, and they were honestly hammered. You know, they were <laughs> out doing whatever. And so in the VIP line, Piff, honestly, honestly hammered. They were just uh, just honestly <laughs> ticking hammers to each other. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I was surprised that she was drunk since, um. you know, she's dealing with her
1: situation. <laughs> what else would you be? I guess, yeah. I... By the way, if I'm terminal, I'm drunk. <laughs> just so you know.
0: Yeah. And so uh, Piff in the VIP, he does this thing where he does a card trick for like a thousand people. I don't know. Whoever my VIP does, he does the thing where he can get everyone pick a card. And he does like a, a sixteen card reveal all over yeah. his body where he shows her face yeah. card, and he turns to a woman. And he goes, "You know, you could look a little happier about this. What was your, you know, you could look a little happy about your, your card." And the room felt very quiet for a second, and I go, "Piff, she has cancer," <laughs> <laughs> and it just broke the whole room up. It was great. It was like it was a moment of like, "Oh no, I hope I didn't just ruin it by bringing back up the cancer thing." Yeah, and then everybody broke
1: up, and it was very fun. Good. Yeah. Uh, d- 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 the occupation yeah does he carry that through does he have to keep saying cancer girl or something
0: no uh he, he ended up uh working around that okay yeah i yeah i mean yeah he ended up just moving on i see he didn't yeah. she didn't stay in other things i see i see yeah yeah,
1: yeah oh i see yeah, yeah. Okay. now i understand and so does anybody who's seen the show but <laughs> so um my son yeah, uh, is now twelve. I have two year twelve-year-olds living at home. Yeah, Moxie will be uh, thirteen soon, but for a while because they're eleven months apart. Yeah, they're the same age, and I took Moxie on the road with me. Um, uh, she went on the road when we went to uh, Oklahoma City. Is that exciting? It was really something to have uh, my daughter on the road with me. Yeah, that's the thing. So, is this? She said, "I'm your shit stint I'm going to go get shit for you." <laughs> I'm your shit set. And she said, I'll go get coffee and so on. So she wanted to work? No. She wanted to say she was going to work. <laughs> uh, anything I asked her to do, the answer was no. But uh, she was there, and uh, she was very, very tired on a long car ride and was a little chatterbox. And it was fabulous because she was talking to Teller about her uh, her turtle Norbert. Uh Now, Norbert was one of the god turtles, the demigod turtles. one of the god turtles, the demigod turtle. I had him forever. He lives for, you know, Martin at my school sometimes takes care of him, but he lives, the turtles age, the average age of these turtles, these demigod turtles is infinity. And there were 10 of them. There's only five of them. And we had this very proper limo driver, very proper, very serious limo driver, probably in his forties and um, limo driver mustache Mm -hmm. and um, wearing a suit very proper limo company. And we're driving and she is such a chatterbox that um Glenn's saying stuff like, Aren't you glad I gave her all that sugar on the plane? <laughs> and she will not stop. She will not and she loves Teller. Yeah. And Teller loves her. Chatter 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 And I'm kind of just going, uh oh, Mox, you gotta calm down. You're gonna drive Teller <laughs> crazy. We're trying to wind down, go to bed. And, and I know I'm, that look. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> And as we as we're driving, uh the limo driver who has said nothing yeah. goes, uh, excuse me, excuse me. And we, everybody stops and goes, uh, uh, something's something's bothering me. And we go, what? And he goes, If the turtles age ex- life expectancy is infinity How come there were ten and now there are (laughs) five? Before I let you out of the car, just one more question about these turtles. And we became hysterical. And Moxie says, their life expectancy is infinity, but they can die before that. And the limo driver goes, so accidents accidents. They don't age, but they can have accidents. And uh, she says, yes! he goes, okay. (laughs) Probably the funniest human being I've ever met. Knew exactly where he was. Exactly how to play it. So, perfect timing. Perfect voice. Very serious. Never even smiled or giggled in the whole conversation. Yeah, yeah. Just killed us. Just killed us. So my son... Wait, on, whose idea was it to bring your daughter out with you on the road? It was your last day of school. Okay, so to celebrate that, I picked her up, went to the airport, she went to Oklahoma City. Oh, it was like a big. It was like a fun treat for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. and uh, she had a good time, and we uh, we uh, we got. Um, is this her first time with you on a big trip like this? Yeah, it was just us, the two of us. Yeah, she's been obviously the whole family's been out. Yeah, but just the first daddy daughter thing. That's the thing. other thing is she. Um, so we're playing in. Uh, uh, Riverwind Casino mm-hmm. in Norman, Oklahoma. Um, you know, two thousand seats, casino theater, and uh, Moxie's got her backstage pass at her at her uh, uh, her seat, and I start to do Trust, one of the bits in the show, and I start the monologue, and Moxie is walking up the aisle, down to the front row, and then across the front. You know, casino shows. Yeah. there's a pretty big front row. Yeah, you know. Just walking across the front. So I kind of go on like that. And, you know, she's not, it's not, the stage is like above her head level. Yeah. So it's not like she's bothering anybody except the front row kind of walking along. So after the show, I go, uh, Mox, uh, I saw this little mouse running across the stage while I'm trying to talk. So I'm running across the front row. She goes, what? I go, yo! What are you doing walking across there? She goes, well, I had to use the restroom. I'm not going to go out in the casino restrooms. I went backstage to use your restroom. I want to get to our dressing room. <laughs> and she said, then I just figured, I don't know. I've seen a lot of the bits in the show. So I sat back here and watched YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mox. It's a big bring your daughter to work day. It's yeah. a real gold star in the calendar. <laughs>
2: What does she say no to?
1: No, I just would say, you know, do you want it to, do you want to uh, give me a cup of coffee? You know, we could go. Well, you're going to get a cup of coffee. I'll go with you.
2: Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ask her to procure hookers and blow?
1: No, I did not. <laughs> I did not. I did not. But she also says she she talks to everybody. You know, she's she's much more like her mother than she is like me. Just conversation, everybody on the plane. She yeah. talks, she explains everything about her school and where she's going and just uh, chat, which I guess is stupid because everybody listening goes, Well, you just talk all the time. We just hear, but you, you know as well as I do when I'm out, yes. when I'm not uh, performing, yeah. I tend to be rather uh, reticent. Yeah. Uh, but not my daughter. Right. And she also. Uh, she takes pictures. Someone comes up and goes, uh, excuse me, are you? And she goes, yes, they're Penn and Teller. Want me to take a picture? She takes their camera and goes, okay, get a little closer together. Take a two- one, two, three. Oh, so she's very, very helpful. just knocks it out. And the, uh, the, the, the people that come up seem to love her.
0: It sounds like neither of you were very sentimental about this first father-daughter trip to work. She was kind of watching your show. I've seen it. I'm going to watch YouTube. You were kind of interested in her maybe doing some work she wasn't interested in. <laughs>
1: we had a fabulous time. I mean, it was really, really, really great. Yeah. And uh, Teller said it was his favorite time on the road in 10 years. Oh, really? He was out of his mind happy. He said, just having her chattering and all her energy, because, you know, we do a it- we do a two-hour ride, Taylor and I. We don't say a word, right? And I don't mean we don't say much. I mean there is not a word said in the car. Yeah, we sit with our headphones on, our computers. That's it. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we're engaged and chattering, and the driver's talking about turtles. And you know, <laughs> it's just uh, it's a whole different it's a whole different vibe. Is she still uh, interested in magic and doing the magic thing? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She is. She had. We went to the banjo museum. Okay. Was a, which is in Oklahoma City, as you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she, bought, she, she bought her deck of cards, mm. and she was in the car working on a, a card trick with teller with the banjo cards. Oh, talking cool! Talking about that and having a good time, and we we had a we had just a blast, and we went out to the uh, the restaurant and had our uh, had our supper before the show, and then it was just it was just really nice to have her on the road, and also she was really surprised at how much uh, stuff is involved. In doing a show on the road, she was involved by amazed at how much travel there is. Yeah, she was amazed at how long sound check was mm-hmm. and how hard the crew was working and everything set up and torn down. She was really amazed by that. You know who else is surprised by that? Who that? The comedy clubs. <laughs> 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 you have no idea. So my son. Well, just turned twelve. Yeah, my daughter also explains this is my last week as a preteen. I'm a teenager now, which is a lot of her saying is just threatening me,
2: (laughs)
0: dangling over your head.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to be a teenager, and that's going to be really bad for you, Dad. Just so you know, she just knows it's a license to bust your balls more Uh, constantly on everything. So my son, he had uh, he had he went we went to Kiss mini golf for his birthday because there's Kiss has a mini golf set up right at the Rio. Yeah. A lot of fluorescent stuff. And Gene Simmons uh, came to our show, uh, and uh, uh, Gene brought us, he was very kind of him, brought us the vault. He's selling this. I mean, it's huge. I couldn't carry it to my car alone. It's the size of a small refrigerator. Is his bootleg stuff? It's you know, it's his collection it has like a doll of him in it, and backstage passes, and all the CDs, and all the stuff in this like road case vault box with a combo lock on it. And I don't. It sells for a million dollars or something. And uh, he brought us one as a gift, which is very, very nice. And he came to the show with uh, Shannon, and uh, watched me play jazz. It was very impressed with my bass playing. We had a nice talk afterwards. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then he says to me. I don't know how this happened, came up. It seems so weird, but we were talking about Bob Dylan. <laughs> how did that come up? I don't know. I'm, but probably, I think maybe I brought it up. Okay. We're talking Bob Dylan. And then Gene Simmons says to me, yeah, I wrote a song with him. I said, you wrote a song? He said, yeah, he came over the house. I go, Bob was over your house, right? He says, yeah, it's in the bootleg collection. I go so I get to listen. To, oh, oh, good. I look forward to listening to uh, the, the talking with Bob Dylan, and uh, uh, he's really nice about it. And then Shannon, Shannon Tweed, yeah, uh, uh, Gene Simmons' wife, I guess. I think so. Doesn't matter. Companion. Companion. Uh, anyway, Shannon Tweed is there. I'm not just you know movie star on her own. She says, "Yeah, Bob Dylan's over. <clears throat> Can't say the word he says." <clears throat> <laughs> So then I apologized for hitting her in the face. <laughs> and, you know, the police were called. Obviously. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you told them what happened, and they let you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she was kind of um, uh, disrespecting the way Bob Dylan talked. And they said, really? And you didn't kill her? <laughs> um, so I got a medal of honor.
0: We're letting She's... you off with a warning, because you let her off with a warning. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I was going, Shannon... <laughs> <laughs> no no you don't get to do that no but he was over her house yeah so there you go so uh what yeah, is kiss, like... what is kiss mini golf to your son mini golf
0: yeah like i mean the kiss element was not nothing
1: yeah nothing uh, i don't think my son really knows their band
0: that's what i was curious he about. he just knows that there's even like an awareness to dad? The... dad knows this guy yeah and this is his golf course so like He's going to see a picture of Gene Simmons one day. And you turn to his friend and he's like, Oh, that guy owns a miniature golf course. He let me and my dad go there. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. That, that is just it. But Gene Simmons, you know, um, uh, is uh, when, when people talk about being in show business and knowing about marketing and stuff, oh. I don't think you can touch Gene Simmons. No. I mean, who could turn a band into a mini golf, mini golf courses? Who could sell that kind of vault thing and he just does everything right. I wouldn't I wouldn't go to the YouTube mini golf course. No, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Yeah. No. And uh you'd go to the Springsteen. Yeah, but know. I'm the only one. Like I know <laughs> I know that,
0: that there might there could be one, but it would not like I as someone who's not a huge KISS fan, I have a great time at Kiss mini golf. Yeah, right? So I know that that doesn't work for Bruce Springs in the East when, Street...
1: you, when you get to hole five, which is Tom ago. Jones,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: such so dull and depressing. It's it just... Then you get to the Nebraska hole. <laughs> yeah.
0: you got to get to like, a guy sleeping in a campfire under a bridge. you got to get into his mouth, yeah. and, then he, and then it goes around his, out of his shoulder, and it comes back down for a hole in one. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. The Sun Ra golf course is a good one. Um, I bet that would be great. Yeah, Sun would be great. Intergalactic. Saturn. So uh, we had uh, we had Gene Simmons who, who's I've I've seen a lot lately, and Gene Simmons also you know uh, no drugs no alcohol you know that right about Gene Simmons but also very anti marijuana now a spokesperson for marijuana interesting yeah just yeah, it's legal now he does that oh, okay so it's legal he does it yeah it's just one of his uh, one of his uh, one of his jobs oh, okay yeah it just just does that and then I did this I'm not sure this is a good idea they uh, uh they're doing a documentary on Doug Henning. You know, the magician? Yes. The 70s? Yes. And uh, they're talking to different magicians about Doug Henning. And I think I was supposed to talk about Doug Henning's magic. <laughs> but instead, I think that maybe when this documentary comes out, if they edit it properly, I think um, uh, David Lynch may have a hit put on me because I don't speak kindly of TM. Oh. Now, it's something I'm troubled by because uh, so much of TM is great, 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 great. Because so much of meditation is just what TM is. But then they've got the other stuff of telling Doug Henning he could fly, which Doug Henning couldn't fly. And it's so weird he's a magician. And also, I'm not sure, and they wouldn't tell me, that he delayed medical treatment because he believed TM could cure him. <sighs> I was expecting them to say, no, that's absolutely not true. We got the best medical care right from the beginning. But they didn't say that. And in trouble, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to go off half-cocked on this. but I, You're I, saying you don't know. I don't know. But I did the whole, my whole interview was a lot of skepticism towards TM when I was supposed to say, boy, he changed magic forever, <laughs> which I don't know if he did, but that's what I was supposed to say.
0: I those cut up like a lot of like your individual words or something.
1: Yeah, 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 they'll be, fine. They'll be fine. He was so great. But David uh, David Lynch, I like. Yeah. I really like him. And I don't like the idea of uh, uh, me saying stuff against TM Yeah, him being hurt by that. Because uh, he makes good movies. I like him. I like him. I got to read this. Have you already drafted your apology email or anything? Yeah. I know, <laughs> took it out of context, David Lynch. When I said TM is for crazy assholes, (laughs) what I was saying. That I love. Yeah. That I love. That I love and who aren't assholes (laughs) and who aren't crazy. That's what I said. Um, We have to cover Paul uh, McEllegate. Paul McEllegate wrote to us Fritz Haber died in Switzerland in 1934 while fleeing Germany, so he was not involved with the Nazis. All right. I don't remember saying he was, but that's fine. His partner in the ammonia research, Carl Bosch, was a founder of E.G. Farben, which owned the patent to Zyklon B at the time of the Holocaust, but had no role in its invention. Early breakthroughs in chemotherapy were based on the effects of mustard gas on white blood cells, but Haber had nothing to do with this research, as a result of being too dead to participate. So Haber did not help create Zyklon B. He also also only helped invent chemotherapy by accident. I don't know what this does to your heaven or hell calculations, but Haber-Bosch process was also used to make explosives, not just fertilizer. Wow. So there you go. There you go. Uh, so on Fr- Fritz Haber, which is a big hunk of our show last week, yeah. I believe everything was wrong. <laughs> now, she did shoot herself. But she didn't shoot herself. Yeah. That was right. We got so, that. I- I- here's the thing now. Do you like cake? Love it. You'd love cake? Yeah. Better than pie? Oh, tough call. See, I don't think cake is very good. Yeah. I think cake was really good when, fake, when cake was a was a event. Like when you had cake like at a, if at a wedding. If you can
0: have cake, like a nice spongy cake, freshly iced where it's still, like the cake might be warm itself, mm-hmm. like it was recently made cake. Like a bundt cake? Uh, Maybe like a bun cake, but I've had just a regular, mm-hmm. you know, layered cake with icing on it. That's like a little warmth. Not like a hot cake. Just a mm-hmm. warmth to it.
1: But w- would you ever rather have the cake than the batter?
0: Oh, uh, I think right now, yes. Mm-hmm. Only because right now, the idea of eating cake batter, you've said it so much that I have, I mean, like, you know, like this fudge headache. <laughs> I'm getting like a fudge headache thinking about doing that. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, they, they put cake batter in, like, ice cream. I like that, you know. No! Yeah.
1: In ice cream? Yeah. Cake batter and ice cream? Uh, that's what I've said. Oh, I said
0: it. I don't like it. I'm not going back on this. I'm not retreating. How do you feel? I love it. How do you feel about cake?
1: I prefer pie. Yeah. Do you prefer pie to cake?
0: Yeah. I mean, a good pie. Like, to me, cake is like, oh, good. They have cake. Like, I go to my kids. You know, you have you go to a lot of kids' birthday parties. There's so, always so, 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 cake. Yeah. Great. Pie to me is like a, is like a, a ritual activity for people to have. Like, if you and I, were, you, we wouldn't go have cake. Right. But like to invite me out for pie is like uh that's like a like that's like a, a high compliment to my character. Like I I think like I like the activity of going out for pie. And then when I have a great pie, it is just amazing.
1: When we mentioned pie? Yeah. On the show yeah. Sitting on a pie. Yeah. Which still makes me laugh beyond belief. And I showed you the pictures. <laughs> yes. Remember after the We shoot? saw the pictures. They're yeah. great, aren't they?
0: They're fantastic photos. I hope they end oh. up in Smithsonian one day. Be- people
1: <laughs> spinning, sitting on a pie. Um, uh, Hillary Kelly. Have you lost your taste for cake altogether? Kind of. Yeah. Me too. The diet changed my cake. Mm. But um,
0: I used to be able to eat like a lot of cake, and I don't want that. Like when I used to see the small slice uh, cut mm-hmm. on a cake, I see an anxiety like, oh no. I'm near the cake, so it might hand that small piece to me, and I won't get that monster piece that I want. Yeah, I don't get that anymore. Well, I'm Jones, very, I'm yeah. very fine with like two forkfuls of cake. You ever see Jonesy eat call it. No. Jones eat cake? No,
1: Jonesy's a cake, cake loving motherfucker.
0: He's a cake loving motherfucker. Yeah,
1: he will eat. You know when you go to like the clam, 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 clam jumper, mm. clam, clam jumper. Yeah, clam jumper.
0: Oh, they had that like yeah that like whatever hundred dollar giant uh, ten story. He
1: gets a full piece of that cake. Yeah chocolate, thick, rich. You yeah. know, like if it's rich enough and chocolate enough that it crosses from cake into chocolate bar, I like it then. <laughs> but we, yeah, when we mentioned pie yeah. in Wisconsin and fancy pie, yeah. I, I apparently I knew in my heart that there was a kind of pie that Jay Leno could have bought and could have brought <laughs> to me. That would have been a very special pie. Yeah. Hillary Kelly says... Ole Oli berry pie, ole Oli berry pie, yeah. ole berry pie, ole Oli berry, berry pie, pie. ole berry pie. <laughs> They're available in late spring, early summer at some restaurants in Long Beach, California area, or year round in Cambria, LA, at Lynn's Restaurant. Lynn's does mail order for pies or pie filling.
0: A I'll tell you, pie from Lynn's sounds like a real thing.
1: Ole berry. Holy Ole Holy Berry, Pie from Linz. Yeah, we got We got to do that. Yes, we got Then we'll go out for pie. There
0: was a member of the congregation who came out to the Piff show that promised they had already sent us a pie. Really? It was on the way here. Really? To where? That's what I, I couldn't get a straight answer out of him. Yeah. Has he sent it to Laura? He goes, "No, uh, Penn Sunday School." I said, "So ready?" He goes, "Penn Sunday School." I said, "All right, buddy. All <laughs> right, <laughs> buddy.
1: Yeah, buddy." And you... I said, "Look, a bird!" And I ran. Holy <laughs> <laughs> Berry. Only All Alli Only Ole All pie. And now, a lot of people mentioned no- Norse, Nook. Norsk Nook. Cody Yeary. I'm from Minnesota, so it pains me to give any credit to those people to my east. But the best pie I've ever had is a small Wisconsin town. It's an award-winning Norwegian bakery called the Norsk Nook. Norsk Nook. Norsk Nook. Nook. It also appears like they ship. Penn asked for memorable pies of Wisconsin. The Caramel Apple Pie baked in the brown paper bag from Elegant Farmer outside of Lake Geneva in Wisconsin is the best pie I've had in my life. Best tan by in the state, Norse Nook, comes up again. Yeah. Caramel apple pie from Elegant Farmer, Wisconsin is the only pie I'd be happy to eat after Penn, Godot, and Matt sat on it. Wow. Yeah, that, that must be good. very good. And then someone brings up... I'm a hairy man. <laughs> uh danish uh this danish this kind of danish called something doesn't matter okay uh but there's this kind of danish there's a danish dessert called uh kringle you ever heard of kringle no kringle looks like it's good but i prefer pie to cake so much did we bring up before on air or did we bring it up on air what's that
0: the the cheesecake debate
1: oh that was before air okay it's cheesecake cake I think you got to give it credit. If it says it's cake, it's cake. Yeah. If he says his name is Carrot Top, he's Carrot Top. <laughs> if he says he's cake, he's cake. On the message board, they brought up uh, to say cheese pie
0: is disgusting. And that's why I think cheesecake holds up. Oh, yeah. Cheese pie doesn't <laughs> sound good, does it? No.
1: Cheese Danish sounds good. Yeah. Cheese Danish is what we, we do to avoid saying cheese pie. <laughs> exactly. Now, for me, and yeah. I've said this before, Yeah. and some people disagree with me, I don't like to have pie without, well, that's not true. I prefer pie with a slice of really sharp cheddar cheese. Yes. Really sharp cheddar cheese. And my dad used to say, and my whole family is sick of me saying this. They're sick of me saying it like I was sick of my father saying it. But I like it now. Apple pie without the cheese is like a hug without a squeeze. (laughs) You try to give my dad apple pie without a slice of sharp white Vermont cheddar, he would think you were insane. I've never done it. Ah, it's best. Never had it. A nice, thick, I mean, really sharp, crazy sharp Vermont cheddar cheese. It always
0: comes up in those, like, crazy laws that are on the books is that there are whatever towns in Wisconsin where it's illegal to serve pie without the cheese. Yeah,
1: probably. It should be. But there is a sharp kind of cheddar in in Vermont from a special cheesery that my mom would go to and get really sharp, crumbly, so sharp it hurts you, cheddar. (laughs) Shrapnel cheddar. Shrapnel cheddar. And then my mom's blueberry pie, where she picked the blueberries herself. Let me just tell you something about my mom. When my mom died at 90 years old, there were blueberries in the freezer that she had picked. Oh. They were ready for a blueberry pie. I think she picked them a few years earlier before she was paralyzed. And sure. They were yeah. still there, you know. And uh, if I had my way, they would be there forever as a tribute to my mom. Right. My mom would pick the blueberries and make her blueberry pie, which had a little bit of clove in it. Whoa. And you have a blueberry pie, little bit of blueberry pie with a little bit of clove in it, made from my mom, with a big slice of really sharp Vermont cheddar. Like, so sharp it scares you. Like, oh, that's not cheese. That's yeah. something rotten. <laughs> that good. And then a big forkful of blueberry pie. I'm happy. But I have I think of all these things, uh well the oh, oly oli uh olyb Oly Oliberry Pie. Oli Berry pie. Oli oli berry pie. <laughs> oly, oly berry pie. <laughs> uh early summer. We're gonna look into all this.
0: We should. Last week I, I spoke from a I guess a poor recollection of a Joe Rogan interview. Yeah, what about Joe Rogan? What did I mess up?
2: You'd implied that he was believing a lot of conspiracy theory stuff yeah. for profit mm-hmm.
0: for okay. a television show. Yes.
2: That's not the way it played out. Okay. It's actually the exact opposite
0: of that. That he started talking about conspiracy theories and he got the television show after.
2: He started smoking marijuana yeah. late in life, mm-hmm. introduced to him by Eddie Bravo, Yeah, who believes everything. Okay. Flat Earth, he believes moon hoax, mm-hmm. anything you could think of. That's all he does all day long is smoke dope and talk about that stuff. Okay, and Rogan started to believe it until he did that show.
0: Oh, okay, so I had I had the turn correct, just backwards.
2: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Where he realized that everybody that talks about all that stuff <laughs> yeah. is completely out of their fucking <laughs> mind. <laughs> he
0: said they're all fat, middle-aged white dudes, and he said there's no way all the secrets of the universe are all being held by overweight. White dudes <laughs> in their forties just hanging out, knowing how the world works. He said, "It just can't be the case."
2: He did that show with his heart in it.
0: Yes,
1: and it got broken. Oh, okay. Show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's kind of says something good, though. It's yeah. very good. Yeah. Joe Rogan once said to me, "I love." First of all, I love Joe Rogan. Yeah, I love him. He's just so pleasant to be around, so smart, so funny. So brave. Yeah. Everything is good about Joe Rogan. So Joe Rogan, I went to see him do a set at whatever the comedy club is in the Sunset Strip. What is it? Uh, yeah, not the, the improv, improv. Or the comedy store. One of, those. One of those. Oh, yeah. He was a comedy store guy for yeah, a long time. Yeah, I went to see him at the comedy store. He did a wonderful set, right? And we walk out to the uh, parking lot. And I say goodbye to him. And boy, it was a great set. Da-da-da-da. And he goes over. He gets in his car. And he I think it was like a convertible or something. So we're still talking. Maybe the window down. And I say to him, Joe we landed on the moon. You're just crazy. And uh, he, I said, all this stuff you're saying is crazy, you know, Joe. And Joe says to me, it's not crazy. The reason you don't understand this is that you don't smoke dope. <laughs> and then both of us are quiet for a really long time. <laughs> and I go, yeah. And he goes, yeah, drives away. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there was a, there was an understanding. Which yeah, I wrote. yeah, yeah. I think the last time I saw him was on Opie and Anthony, which is no longer exists. It's no yeah. uh, uh, Jim and Fred, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is still a great show. Uh, yeah, yeah. But we got a lot of information on Pi, Yeah, uh, and I think we covered everything. Uh,
0: um, I'll play the show. What's that? I'm in Jacksonville this weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with Piff. Jacksonville, Florida? Jacksonville, Florida. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. What's the name of the club? Uh, the, the Jacksonville comedy place where Piff's playing. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. I don't want to say it out loud. I want to make it a game for you. <laughs> yeah, okay. Why don't you go to PiffTheMagicDragon.com <laughs> okay. and look at tickets? Uh, look at the tickets link. and so You see for yourself where we're playing in Cause Florida. Because it's a
1: great day for a club. In Jacksonville, uh, Florida. Yeah. And you're still, are you a Mr. Magic
0: opening now? I'm Mr. Magic opening right now. I'm reading books. I'm buying things. I'm planning other stuff. It's, like, it's, it's really immersive. Good. I'm kind of really into it. Good. Yeah, I like it. Good, good, good. Anything else already, Rich? Calgary and Schaumburg. What? I was saying pronounce. Is this yeah. pronunciations? Okay. Those are from last week. Oh, Sha- Schaumburg. And Calgary. Why did I say Schaumburg?
2: Matt said Schaumburg. And what I say? Calgary? And everybody says Calgary. What is it? But it's just Calgary. Oh, there's
0: Calgary. There's there's no middle syllable. Ah,
1: Calgary. Like Toronto. Toronto. Toronto Toronto I got down. Yeah. Okay. That was Penn Sunday School. That was Penn Sunday School. Oh, (laughs) cha-cha-cha. You become naked. I saw Now, maybe someone will send us a picture Sitting naked on an old pie, or something. we get no pictures of people sitting naked on the pie? You didn't ask for them. Oh, I thought for sure we'd get some pictures of just someone sitting naked on the pie. We will now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe with a slice of cheese. Holy Holy Oliberry. Pie. Holy Holy Oliberry pie. Holy Holy Oliberry pie. You know we love you. Holy Holy Oliberry pie.
0: Hey, everybody. Jason Ellis here from the Jason Ellis Show podcast, reminding you that my podcast, new episodes every Wednesday, downloadable where all podcasts are available. Come see my friends, Michael and Kevin,
2: as we talk to you about what's awesome, what sucks, fitness, fighting,
0: parenting life spin kicks lgbtq community how to defend yourself against the shock if it attacks you out of nowhere and much much more so come join us join us today during the jeep celebration event right now get 20 percent below msrp for an average of 15,178 under msrp on the purchase of a 2023 jeep grand cherokee overland four by e or summit four by e